This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. Whenever they're expecting snow over Shabbos, so the typical questions that are asked are about shoveling and uh, icing snow on Shabbos. So I sent out a share on Friday. I'm assuming everyone will listen to it. A share that I recorded many years ago about the halachic ramification of shoveling snow and cleaning snow and muktzah of snow on Shabbos. Good. That's in the past. The one topic I didn't talk about is what's the, uh, what's the status of the Erev when there's a massive snowstorm on Shabbos? What do we do with the Erev? Do we assume the Erev is down? Do we assume the Erev is up? What does a person do if they wanted to carry yesterday? Should they have assumed the Erev is up or should they have assumed the Erev is down? So we'll talk first about a more simple case. What taka happens if the Erev breaks on Shabbos? Someone notices it. They notice that the Erev is uh, ripped or broken. Are you allowed to ask a guy to fix the Erev on Shabbos? Now the truth is that Moshe Feinstein held that you shouldn't look on Shabbos at the Erev. Once you check the Erev before Shabbos, don't look on Shabbos. Someone came to Rav Moshe once and they said that they saw the wire and it's questionable its status on Shabbos. Rav Moshe yelled at the guy. So why are you looking at the Erev on Shabbos? You checked it before Shabbos. It has a Chazaka. Why are you making trouble? So the practice is based on a tshuva from the Chabina Rav and the Dovi Misharim. We check the Erev at least once a week, as late in the week as possible. We try to check it either Thursday or Friday. This way you put up the Chazaka and the Chazaka goes. The problem is, let's say you see, you know, you walk into Shul and you see there, the Erev is hanging down. So what do you do? So the Pashtus would be is you have to know how you're going to be fixing it. If they're going to be fixing the Erev in a way that's only going to be an Issa de Rabbonon, so then Amil Anachi would be mutter. We have a principle, Shvus to Shvus, B'mokim Mitzvah. You're allowed to ask a guy to violate an Issa de Rabbonon for the sake of a Mitzvah. So here, to save the people from being Mechal Shabbos, it would be mutter under the ban of Shvus to Shvus. That's only if the way the guy is going to fix it would be an Issa de Rabbonon. What happens if the way the guy is going to fix it would involve the Nisad Deiraisa, the way he's going to have to tie the ropes or whatever he's going to have to do? So the Pashtun says, we assume the that we're not matter Amir Lenochri to be over Nisad Deiraisa, even with Tzarech Mitzvah. The Pashtun says, we hold you're not allowed to do that. However, there's a sheet of the Balu Itter. The Balu Itter held that Shvus Amir Lenochri, even for an Nisad Deiraisa, is Mutter B'Mokim Mitzvah. If, let's say, for example, you want to ask a guy to, to, to light a fire for you which is presumed to be an Isidar Isa. If it's a Tzairich Mitzvah, it's Mut. So the Mishnabura passes in Elchah Shabbos that you would be allowed to be Saimich on the sheet of the Baluit. So let's say, for example, the, someone who's on the Erev board sees that the Erev comes down. Even if that would require asking a guy to do a Malachah de Raisa, Mishnabura Paskins, based on the Chai Adam, that you'd be allowed to ask a guy, even if he'd have to be over in Isidar Raisa, he'd have to bring tools and he'd have to start using things that can be in Isidar Raisa. It's still Mutter to save the people from carrying. The Noidi Behuda disagrees. The Noidi Behuda holds we're not matrit. But the Berhalacha already writes, no, the accepted practice is to be saying Mechayim Dechayod. Both Rav Moshe and Rav Baron Kotler, many other G'daylim of not so long ago also thought that that's the accepted practice, that you would be allowed to ask a goy to be oivin is the Tzarech the Mass for a lot of people. Let's say, for example, the lights go out. And let's, we spoke many times about what exactly is also with turning on lights. Depends what type of lights you have. If they're going to be LED lights, they're going to be other types of lights. But let's assume there'd be a case that turning on the lights would involve an Issa Raisa. But you can't dive it. It's pitch dark. So the contemporary Achrenim Amekel based on this Baluit. So that would be one option of fixing the Erev, even, even if the guy would have to do Malacha de Raisa. But the big question that the place can talk about is, if the Erev is down, should you tell the people? Let's say, for example, someone who knows these things, notices Shabbos morning, the Erev is down. And it's not viable to ask a guy to put it up. Is it better to tell the people, 
Or is it better not to tell the people? Now, I'm not going to get into the, the, the Gantz Shah because it's a very deep question of what type of malacha would you be violating if you think the Erev is up and it's down. So you're not considered a Shaykh. You're in a different category called a Misasik. Different level of Isr. And that's the big deal and whether or not, and this is still an ongoing debate. Many Rabbanim, even out of Yemazel, will not tell the Kehillah when the Erev is down. They will not tell anyone. They'll just keep it to themselves because very often you have people that already brought the strollers to Shul. They already brought the strollers with the babies, and then you can tell them the air is down. How are you going to get the kids home? So therefore, some place can say, well, it depends on the crowd. If you have a crowd of people that can handle it, and they'll keep the halacha, so then tell them. If you have people that are going to be stuck, the babies, I remember I was once somewhere where they, they made a big announcement out of Kiddush. After everyone brought all their strollers and babies to the Kiddush, the air is down. How do you want people to get the kids home? What are, what are they supposed to do now? They have no choice. So you shouldn't have told them. Don't, don't tell them. There'll be a misasik. There won't be. There won't be a shaykh. So that's an ongoing discussion amongst the paiskim, even contemporary paiskim, whether or not it's better to tell or not to tell. Um, I think they quote B'Shem B'Shemul Orbach that he thought it was better to tell people that the Erev is down. But it's uh, still not Pashat. It's a back and forth discussion still. Whether or not it's I think I remember I was once talking to Rabbi Bergman about it. I think he told me he thinks that it's better not to tell people that when the Erev is down. Don't tell them. Let them think the Erev is up. Again, if you have people that can, can handle the air of being down, then you should tell them. But especially when you have the people that slept the carriages and now they have their babies stuck in shul, it doesn't make too much sense to tell them that the air of is down. What about yourself? If I walk with the baby and I see it's down, what they are they doing? Right, right. So then, then it depends. That's where it gets a little tricky. The Shaila is right. Whenever you're in a situation where you notice that there's two situations. There's one situation where you're in a place and the air of is down, or you're in a place that doesn't have an air of. So we know from our Shurim and Erevin, which we spent many t- much time on, we know that if there's an Erev in this community, that means this is not a Rishas Sarabim. This is only a Karmelis, which means it's only an Isidur Rabbanon to carry. But let's say, for example, you go to, I don't know, you go to Manhattan for Shabbos, you go to Brooklyn for Shabbos, and you forget that there's uh, no Erev there. So there, presumably, those streets are their ice. So there's more Hummer if you forget. But the answer always is try not to stop moving. Keep walking. Keep on walking back and forth. Keep on moving. This way you never make a Hanacha in the Rishas Sarabim. But do I have to assume yesterday that the Erev went down? And it was again, and many people needed to carry on Shabbos. Should I have assumed that the Erev went down yesterday? So again, I'm not an expert on the Erev, and I, I don't even know if, if the Erev people said it did go down. I have no idea. I guess we'll find out next week if the Erev is up or not. So if the storm, you know, comes right before Shabbos, if you remember, we had a big snowstorm uh, once uh, on a Friday, so then already it's much more complicated. Here it's a little better. Why? Because going into Shabbos, the Erev was up. Friday night, the air was up. The question is, did things change Shabbos morning? Now, what would bring down an air? So the truth is, you have to know how the air is structured here. Most, I shouldn't say most, different Eruvim are structured differently. Some Eruvim use the utility poles and they use the utility wires. Some of them use thinner fishnet wires. Now, obviously, in a, in a windstorm or a heavy nor'easter, fish wires, you know, the fishing wires are going to come down much faster than the utility wires. The other cheshman is, we don't live in such a wooded area. Different Erevin in different communities, for example, in Sharon, Massachusetts, their Erev runs through the woods. Uh, not too much woods over here in Queens. So, so in the woods, you have trees. Trees move much more and can weigh on the, on the wires more. So they say B'Shem and Moshe Heinemann that he held that if there's ever, if it gusts up to 40 miles per hour, we have to be choshish that the Erev was ruined. Now, I have no idea how, how high the winds were yesterday, but I think they called for something in that area of 40 miles per hour. And that's a, a Chiddush, okay, take it or leave it. At 40 miles per hour, you have to assume that the air might have come down. The other question that they talk about is, let's say there was power outages. We granted didn't have so many power outages. But if you have, do you have to assume if there's power outage, that means that the wires where the air of runs were tampered as well. So some are going to say no, because there's one area where there's a power outage. That means all the wires are mechatesa. I don't have to be chayshu because one area has a power outage. Yeah. 
few years ago, not so long ago. I grabbed, when I lived in Kew Gardens, the air was down much more, much more frequently. The Kew Gardens air, you know. Yeah, again. Right, so we have a Chazaka. Chazaka says that the Eruv was checked before Shabbos, and it was. Chazaka says it's up. The question is, is a nor'easter mishtani the Chazaka? We know Chazaka's change, right? We're not, we're, not, we're, not, uh, we're not oblivious to the notion that a Chazaka can change. The question is, is a nor'easter changing the Chazaka? The question is, how often do we have a nor'easter? Okay, so I'm saying that's all part of the Cheshman. So the other Cheshman is that our Eruvin are, are built to handle a Nor'easter, which could be they are. Again, I'm not, I don't work for the Eruvin. I have no idea. But there are certain Eruvin that attack a build with backup and backup and backup strings to cover these types of situations. So it's very possible that the Eruvin yesterday was not tampered. It was not affected at all. Hey mitzad the wind. Hey mitzad the snow. Again, the snow just can weigh heavily on the wires. Again, as far as I know, there was no major power outages in our community, and there were no wires that were affected. So it's very likely to assume the Erev was not ruined at any point. If Shloim Kluger has a Gavaldik Chiddush, which is hard to understand. Shloim Kluger has a Chiddush, if you have an Erev that's up comes Shabbos, and it, st- and it goes down the middle of Shabbos, it's still kosher, which is Mount Pella. So people want to say, so you can use Shloim Kluger. Why? Svek Svekah. Suffolk, maybe the air was never tampered at all. And even if, let's say, the air was, was tampered, but the air didn't go down before Shabbos started. This storm came Shabbos morning. So the air was fine Friday night. The Hagat came Shabbos, but the air was kosher. So people want to use this Svek Sveka, but the contemporary Rachreinim seem to be very uh, skeptical of Reb Shlomo Kluger, and they don't seem to accept the notion that you can use this Chiddush uh, Reb Shlomo Kluger. They say it's against many Rishonim. So again, Halach Lema'isa, I think people did use the air of yesterday, and I, I don't have any reason to think it uh, that came down, unless we find out when they check it this week, that attacker came down. Yeah. He has a svar based on a Gemara, that once Shabbos comes, that's it. The problem is many Rishonim don't learn that Gemara is referring to Erev, it's referring to other things. The Taisa is over there, so it's questionable. So Allah Chalamaisa, I think people did use the Erev yesterday, as far as I know. I think people did use it. I know my wife used it. Um, she didn't ask me first, but she used it. But uh, it's questionable. Whenever there's a heavy, again, a regular rainstorm, a regular snowstorm, I don't think it has to be When it gets to what they call a nor'easter, which has heavier winds, so then maybe, but maybe we should speak to the Erev committee and ask them, well, you know, uh, how things went. I guess we'll know by the end of the week if the air is functioning this Shabbos, we'll know that they had no trouble with the air and the air was kosher. Uh, Lema Freya,